I'm Sarah Rose, and this is the Mind Body Academy podcast. I'm here to teach you how to think yourself slim. It's not brain surgery, and I promise you can do it too. Listen in to find out how. What's up, my friends? We meet again. (laughs) I hope that you've been staying amazing and that you're finding ways to make your days good days because any day can be a good day if you choose to make it that way. I don't know about you, but lately I've been reflecting on what it means to have a good day. I think in our hurry, in our fast-paced culture, we rarely pause to reflect on what actually creates the good in everyday life. I think we just take a lot of things for granted and it fosters this impression that good days just kind of happen to us or they don't. Right now with a lot of things that are part of normal daily life being reshuffled, I think there's an opportunity there to think about whether we are designing what makes a good day a good day into our lives, whether we're being deliberate about planning the kind of things into our lives that support that experience of our days. Are we consciously getting around to doing the things that make a good day a good day? What has to be true for you in order to feel like you've had a good day? And are you living that way now? For me, a big piece of my life that makes a good day a good day is exercise. It's been such a driver of not only physical health outcomes for me, but also mental health outcomes. So I wanted to dive into this topic with you because I think a lot of people talk about exercising to feel good, but we're also in a culture where we're often encouraged to use exercise to make ourselves feel bad. And here's what I mean by this. A lot of the time we're encouraged to think that if we looked better, then we'd feel better. As if there's some perfect body you can arrive at where life just magically snaps into place and everything becomes better. So we try to use something external, our appearance, to control something that's actually internal, the way that we feel. We really have it all completely backwards. The impulse to improve ourselves can be incredible. It can be motivating. It can be really be a growth catalyst, but often there's this mixed motivation of shame and low self-esteem with which people come to exercise to try to make themselves better. And I don't mean health-wise. I mean like trying to fix themselves to become more worthy and more acceptable. A lot of people come to exercise with a really low opinion of themselves. And it's important to realize that when we're hustling for external validation, What we're actually hustling for is validation from ourselves. Maybe you can remember a time when someone told you that you were beautiful or gave you some compliment that really didn't land. Other people's opinions only begin to resonate when they seem congruent with your own opinion of yourself. They have to match up or else there's no amount of anything anyone could say to convince you otherwise. So... What happens for a lot of people is that they're trying to show themselves by exercising to lose weight that they can become good enough. And they try to change themselves from the outside in. 
what they're really after are a whole different set of thoughts about themselves, but they try to bulldoze their current self to try to get to those thoughts. You have to be onto yourself by figuring out what you're really after, because if you're trying to change your opinion of yourself and that's really what you're after and all you're doing is practicing rejecting yourself over and over again in your mind, rejecting yourself is what you'll get really good at. No matter how much weight you lose, no matter what you look like, no matter what other people think of you. I actually don't teach exercise as a weight loss tool to my clients. This goes against the grain for a lot of how we've understood weight loss. And let me just say that exercise is an amazing tool to create health, muscle definition, an amazing release of stress-busting endorphins, and to connect to our bodies. And weight loss is often the byproduct. So let me be clear that I am a massive proponent of exercise, but if weight loss is the end goal, there are far more efficient ways to be moving the needle on the scale. So I actually don't recommend exercising with a focus on losing weight or seeing fast results. When we focus on exercising to lose weight and to see fast results, we usually pick a form of exercise that is calorie burning and usually with very little regard to what we might actually enjoy. It's like all gritting your teeth, complete willpower, and it's a total grind. Your brain becomes so resistant to exercise because it's so physically punishing and because of the mental beatdown you give yourself in your own mind every time you try and bring yourself to do it. So you're creating all these neural associations between exercise and pain. And I'm not just talking physical pain. I mean the unnecessary mental and emotional black eye you give yourself (laughs) when you're busy punching yourself in the face with your own self-critical jabs and low blows. It also creates so much impatience. You're picturing this glorious end result, which is completely divorced from the guts and sweat capital you have to put in to get there. I mean, I remember when I would try to exercise for weight loss, I would just sneak a quick peek at myself in the mirror every time I exercised, half expecting an immediate visible change. It was ridiculous. It felt like so much effort and all pain for no gain. So I think we need to reframe the way that we think about exercise. As soon as you come to exercise with the intention of trying to change yourself so you can finally feel less shame and have a good opinion of yourself, you end up coming to exercise with shame about the exercise process. You immediately start to shame yourself about exercising. And God forbid you miss a day of exercising, what do you do? You feel bad about yourself. You shame yourself. You develop shame about your progress. So now you're sandwiched between a double whammo of shame. Shame sandwich. You're completely squeezed and it feels like a really stuck place that you just want to get out of. You've come to exercise to make yourself feel good and then you're just making yourself feel really, really bad. Of course you'll feel apprehensive about setting foot in the gym if that's your mentality. The result is always going to be more shame. Whatever you believe about yourself, you'll just find more evidence to prove it true. If you believe that you're lazy 
out of control and lacking discipline, you won't magically become a new person by exercising overnight. So the minute you don't magically transform, you just take that as more evidence to reinforce the identity you have about yourself as being lazy, out of control, and lacking discipline. It's this never-ending vicious cycle. It's this self-improvement trap because instead of creating a new identity as an exerciser, it reinforces the shame you feel around your current identity. You haven't become curious and interested in exercise at all when you approach it this way just in the result you think it will get you. You're so fixated on the result that you forego the relationship that you have with yourself, which is really the only way that you're going to achieve and maintain a result in any meaningful or lasting way. There's an intelligence to building a happy, healthy body. When you're focused on the result, you're going to resist the effort. You're going to resist the thing that you believe is causing you shame, which you will think is exercise. But what it actually is are your own thoughts about yourself and about exercise. When instead you throw yourself into the process, you're able to show up in a way to discover what's up with you, what you like, what works for you, how you can make it fun. That's a totally different experience, right? It's not just about training harder. It's about training smarter. It's a balance of effort and ease that creates consistency and a willingness to show up no matter what, no matter what the excuse is. Not because you have to, but because that's just who you are. It's about the emotional strength you need to build to overcome your excuses, your lack of motivation, your ego, and your pride. It's about making the statement to yourself, that you matter. If you're not ready to come to exercise with that mindset, you're not ready for exercise. When you start to enjoy exercise for exercise's sake, you can generate good feelings now. That's when fitness becomes a training for mental health. You don't have to wait for the results to show up. And I think we need to make it less about what exercise can do for our bodies and more about what we can do for our bodies. We need to start paying attention to what's actually happening in our bodies, to getting back into relationship with them. You know, health, a lot of the times because we just assume that it's there, it's running in the background of our lives, that we don't actually have to put in work to make it work. We feel entitled to our health when we're healthy. And so we overlook the importance of what we can do to take care of our bodies and we start to make our bodies the problem when they're not functioning the way that we want them to or when they don't look the way that we want them to. And your problem isn't your body. Your problem is that you see your body as the problem instead of the vehicle for your life. When you disconnect from your body, you actually disconnect from the truth of your life. When you're motivated by shame, you'll just try to change your actions instead of your thoughts producing the shame. I think some of you think that changing your thoughts will make you complacent if you stop shaming yourself, but quite the opposite. If you stop shaming yourself, you will start to feel compelled to exercise instead of repelled by yourself. 
you will engage with exercise in a way that actually pulls you forward toward the powerful future you are determined to create for yourself and for your body. Shame is just misdirected energy. You're fighting yourself instead of fighting to create what you want. It's a dead end because the whole logic that underpins it is that by fighting yourself, you'll get what you want, but actually you just end up creating more internal conflict. When you use exercise as a way to discipline yourself, you're just going to beat yourself up more. You're not going to be questioning the thought causing you shame. So you can be taking a whole bunch of new action. You can be training super hard, but you'll be relying on willpower, which eventually will gas you out while that thought still knocks you over all the time. And so you're exercising in spite of yourself instead of for yourself. You'd be trying to change the action to change the feeling instead of recognizing the shame storm of thinking that's been keeping you from exercising in the first place and being curious enough to do something about it. So exercise will just become one more thing you tried to finally make yourself feel good enough that didn't work. That needs to end. You have to change your own thoughts about yourself before you come to exercise to change you. Your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings are driving all of your action and all of your inaction. If you want to change your actions around exercise and around the way that you treat your body, that is what needs to change. Exercise is not a tool to change your body so you can finally become acceptable to yourself. There are plenty of people who live in airbrushed bodies who are still completely unsatisfied with themselves. Yes, believe it or not, this is true. You will only ever feel better about yourself when you change your thoughts about yourself. Exercise will change your body, but it will not change your thoughts. Only you can do that. You can fight against your body in your own mind, or you can work with your body to challenge and cherish yourself in equal measure. You have to start by doing only what brings your body and mind into a state of cooperation, moving your body in ways that feel good, treating your body in ways that feel good. And granted, it may feel terrible at first, especially if you're totally new at this because your body has its own opinions about how you've been treating it over the years. But if you stay curious and you stay compassionate and you stay with it, you'll be able to create a body that feels as good as it looks. It will be a pain that hurts so good every time you work out. We take care of what we care about. That's the truth. That's what it comes down to. You have to change the thoughts about the you that you are right now. It's only after you do that you'll be able to do any of the behavior changes consistently that will get you to where you want to be, not just in body, but in mind. And hear me when I say, everybody starts somewhere. Your weaknesses aren't your failures. Having extra tissue on your body does not make you morally inferior. 
less than. Your failures aren't the mess ups and slip ups and missed sessions at the gym. There's nothing wrong with you if you fall short. Your only failure is in not recognizing the power in your fall, your capacity to rebound stronger. You have to be willing to get it wrong at least some of the time to start getting it right. If not, you're never going to go anywhere. You're just going to anticipate that the next thing is going to be like the last thing, which really got you to the same place. You're going to be spiraling in confusion about what to do and spiraling in a place of shame. You're running in circles. When you stop shaming yourself for your perceived failures and shortcomings and actually give yourself the opportunity to learn from what you engage in from your process, that's where you can transform. That's where you can progress. That is progress. That is the transformation. Failure is the only opportunity that we have to test and reaffirm our commitment to ourselves. The only person you need to show up for is you. Emotional fitness is built and developed in the discomfort of getting things wrong in the discomfort of getting to know what it means to show up for yourself and in the willingness to not be or do everything perfectly. It's being willing to break a sweat. It's being willing to do you and to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and stay in your lane. It's either the discomfort of stagnation or the discomfort of growth. And if it's going to be uncomfortable either way, you might as well find a way to make it fun. You might as well find a way to approach exercise and all of the self-improvement work in a way that makes it fun and feels good. So which do you choose? The choice is yours and every day is a clean slate of choices. It's up to you which ones you make. If you want to stop worrying about how much you want to lose and you're ready to start measuring your progress in tons of fun, come join me and think yourself slim, why don't you? All right, my friends, that's all I've got for you this week. I'll be coming at you with more good brain octane to get you physically and emotionally jacked up very soon. Hey, you. Yes, you. Are you ready to overcome your struggle with weight once and for all? I want to invite you to join my program, Think Yourself Slim, where you'll learn that losing weight won't solve your problem. Your problem is what's causing the weight gain. I'll help you train your brain to solve the cause, the hardest part, so you can lose the weight the way you plan on living it. Just head over to www.mindbody.academy slash start now and let's start a transformation today.